If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, Aid. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Just another cold winter day. It's winter in Texas, too. (laughs) I I was bragging to someone this week about 79 degrees. And then Texas gave me 42 to get me whipped back into shape. <laughs> I know. A friend was telling me how Florida is also cold. That it's actually cold over there. I'm like global warming is real. Um, and you got fake snow this week where you're told it's going to snow and apparently there's no snow on the ground. <laughs> yes. We got more rain than anything. So we got a little flurries, but nothing too major. Nothing major at all. But yeah. Welcome to episode three, Aid and everyone out there listening to us. Do you have anything that we need to tell the people this week before we get started? Just to let you guys know, we're still waiting for questions. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to send them to us. Questions about this season, questions about last season. We will do our best to answer them. Every week, you can find us covering After Party on our Patreon. Another benefit of Patreon is that you get to listen to the regular episodes ad-free. Thank you to all of our patrons who provided suggestions for bonus episodes. Y'all were great. Um, Once again, if you haven't provided suggestions, you can go on there and answer. But we are very happy to have received all your suggestions, and we're moving forward with them. Stay tuned. I know. Wasn't it so crazy or rather it was just interesting that a lot of the suggestions that we got were not mass related? I am personally honored that you guys want to hear our thoughts (laughs) on anything 
besides maths, like letting us venture out into new worlds. Which we're glad to, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tane, what's going on with the previous couples? Yes, what is going on? So, um, I feel like we just celebrated her birthday, but Taylor just had a birthday again. And she turned 30, and she celebrated in Colombia. Like, Taylor's just living her best life. So, happy birthday, Taylor. Cool. Um, Amelia, also living her best life, posted a ski picture with some friends. Um, One of the pictures, she was snuggled up to some guy, but she captioned a new friend who happens to be dressed in nearly the exact same outfit as I do. So I don't know if that's a new love interest, if it's an actual friend. Amelia seems like a free-loving person. She might just be like an affectionate person with her friends. So no idea. Nothing like courting controversy. I sometimes, someone like Amelia, I feel like she doesn't understand that like people like us have nothing better to do than to speculate (laughs) about her life now that she's been on a reality TV show. But you have to understand, Amelia, when you post stuff like that, we are immediately like, is that your new man? (laughs) <laughs> but he listen, no one has ever handled a divorce the way she and Bennett have. It's more like, did it really happen? Has it happened? Like, no comment. Like, serious, tight-lipped, we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you got to go to the courthouse to find the papers, and that's all you're ever going to know, because the government said so. <laughs> um, In endorsement news, Brianna was giving out her code for something called chat books. So I think it's like a similar to a photo book, but good for her. Get those coins. Hopefully she's getting coins. Um, And Haley was doing an endorsement for Kroger. I mean, I know Kroger isn't everywhere, but I mean, it was in Texas. so I'm familiar with it, but it's a grocery store. Um, And I think she was doing something about their shopping, easy grocery shopping, I think curb delivery or something like that. But that indicates that in this week's Where's Haley? She's home still two weeks in a row. I'm disappointed. Maybe Omicron made her like travel, work travel, uh, <laughs> and or be suspended. I think um, pro union types are not supposed to be going to Kroger these days. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I've heard this. How do you know these things? Like I just <laughs> pro union Kroger, like not even in my realm of knowledge at all. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, wait a second. People are always telling me I spend too much time on my phone, but every now and then I learn something useful while I'm on there. Yeah. <laughs> useful <laughs> being like, you know, very, very subjective. It's it, whenever there's going to be trivia night, I will call on you. That that is what useful means. Um. Jamie was looked like she was in a house. Remember last week I said they were going to the Florida house. It, I don't know. They didn't seem like they were in the trailer, but she is. She mentioned again that she they were headed to Florida, so I'm guessing they were in Jersey. I don't know what the update is or where she is, but she did update us that she got her period, so she is not pregnant. Yes. Actually, <laughs> I felt a little sad for. What happened? I'm sorry. I just. I'm re- uh, go ahead. I'm sad for her too, but I just cannot imagine getting on social media being like, got my period, not pregnant. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's the world we live in. And not to segue, I watched a show randomly on Netflix called Hype House that's just about TikTokers. 
and their lives. And it's just, I'm showing my age because it's just a world that I don't, I didn't know any single person on there and they're making millions aid. We're talking like 15, he, one of them just pays for everything for his family and pays like, he's giving his brother like 40,000. And he said it like he gave his brother $400. Like they're making money just doing content. But then what comes with that is the line between reality and what social media is blurred. All they think about is content. All they want to do is make stuff, create stuff and do stuff. And I think that's just the world we live in now. Everyone is just curating their lives, so to speak. I read a Washington Post article about a Twitch streamer. And this article was where I actually learned what Twitch is. Because I was like, I'd see it and I'd be like, what is that? And it's watching people play video games. Yeah. And this dude was paying, I actually liked him somewhat. He was paying his mom like 60K a year to just bring him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> because, because he needs someone to do that while he sits there and plays video games and makes like millions of dollars. Yeah. One of the guys in the hype house, that was part of his hustle, was twitching. So I don't, I, you know, it's a whole world. Am I envious? Absolutely. Because I'd rather just be doing nothing. But, you know, I also like the fact that I am kind of grounded in reality somewhat. I, I just, it's a whole new world out there. But yeah. So again, not defending Jamie, but it's the world we're living where she has to tell us every month. That she gets her period. I just personally, when I get my when I'm pregnant, I'll tell you I'm pregnant. Like I don't need to update every single time. But hey, it's also what fuels her coins. So you know exactly. That's how she keeps her kids fed, which is just to me a very sad way. <laughs> but anyways, hot take. <laughs> um, Mindy and Ryan. So Mindy posted a picture of her climbing a palm tree. This is Mindy from DC. Um. Last check-in I did with her was that she broke her ankle or something. So I don't know if she's moved back to Mexico. Clearly, I guess she's not. She's she's still in the United States. She gave photo credit to Ryan. Which Ryan, you ask? Ryan from the most recent season in Houston. Ryan posted the same picture. Climbing up a tree, gave photo credit to Mindy. So, again, not every boy-girl hangout is a romantic one, but make of it what you will. I'm just updating with going on with the previous cast if these people didn't want us to speculate i separate these two from amelia they would not have posted that they want people to be online talking about are they aren't they <laughs> why are they hanging out <laughs> i think ryan is a low-key famor he does these things <laughs> that are like attention seeking and then acts like i'm too cool for school but dude you want it you're a low-key johnny <laughs> <laughs> Um, and finally, I don't know if this is the biggest news, but Clara got her name changed. So it's back to her maiden name. The Oubre is gone. And I'll tell you that Ryan is just posting. Ryan has moved on with his life. He was not lying when he said this is the last I'm going <laughs> to speak of this. He has moved on and he's just living his own life the way it is. The only thing weird when Clara announced that she got her name back was that she tagged people. She said she thanked them for helping her through all the hoops to get her name back. But it was a tanning salon. So I couldn't figure out what the... What, I couldn't figure out the connection. And I tried going, looking, and I was like, um, I'm not getting paid to do this. So whatever it means, good luck to her. She got her name back. And that's all that's going on with our previous couples. <laughs> do you think anybody from this current season has the potential to be our next Jamie? Uh, No. 
<laughs> um, going through it, going through it, going through it. No. Oh my God. The closest would be Lindsay, but that's a liability right there. Insurance is going to be so high. That's the most entertaining, but so far, no, I can't think of anyone. I, my overall feeling from this episode was cringe. And then I didn't know why I felt that way. Maybe it was just the last few minutes, but what was your overall feeling for this my overall season um, feeling was like this episode felt like a pilot episode. You know, in a pilot episode, everyone is rushing to lay the ground for what the characters are doing and rushing and trying to, you know, get that. But then everyone has an ease into their role or their character or the show. So it's awkward. That's what this episode felt like to me. Everything was a start stop. Like, I'm like, oh, this is cute. And then next I'm like, ugh. Then next I'm like, well. And then it's like, oh, so... It's it, it 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 hasn't found its groove yet, so it felt like a pilot episode to me. And this is the first episode where we saw all five couples, I want to say. Does that sound right? Amen, hallelujah, finally, Jesus. <laughs> so I do think that was part of the jumping around, is we couldn't devote a decent amount of time to each couple, except for maybe one or two, because we're just seeing snippets of everybody else. Yeah, and they're just like, one minute you're seeing Katina, next minute Lindsay comes from there, you're like, oh yeah, she's she's still here. It was very <laughs> cut and pasty. So, but yeah. So the episode starts with a recap that three of our couples are married. And we can see they're really focusing on the attraction part because they show a little clip of Lindsay saying that she finds Mark incredibly attractive. And Jasmine is talking about her little spark. And the more I hear Jasmine talk about the little spark, I'm like, but does it exist or are you making it up? Are you calling her Jasmine? Oh my God. <laughs> Jasmina. I'm going to be like Katina's mom. Is there plenty? <laughs> I, um, hmm. We'll get to that. I have thoughts. Hopefully I remember. <laughs> Sometimes we say we'll get to that and then I forget. Um, so we, we see Noi and Steve on their wedding day. We pick up where we left off last week with Noi. She's with her dad talking about, you want us to come right now? Um. <laughs> Aid, I do want to apologize to you because Steve definitely had shots. I think during the introduction, you had mentioned that um, there were drone shots, you know, wondering how they got it. And I was like, oh, it was just still shots, like photographs or whatever. But there were definitely shots. Like, well, they look like drone shots. So I'm just calling them drone shots. So, yeah. I wonder if he took that stuff. They took that stuff. We'll never know. I think he did. I good, think. Good for him. Um, they they have like a little like Steve talking about his adventures. This poor man. They have made a four month road trip like his whole personality, which it's, <laughs> I really don't think it is. And she's flown to other countries. They haven't succeeded as well as really imprinting that on our brain. Um. <laughs> She tells us that she does believe in love at first sight. And I'm just such a, ah, that I was like, so what? If you don't love him at first sight, does that mean you're never going to love him? Like, I didn't love that. It made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Noi starts walking down the aisle. She's laughing. She looks happy. Steve looks happy. Steve shakes her dad's hand. And Steve has, you know, two brain cells to rub together, unlike some of these other people, and says, she looks beautiful. That is the first thing every groom should say. Every time. If you're not going to say that, at least drop a wow. <laughs> Those are your only two <laughs> options. Yes. 
they sort of introduce themselves and they have a great moment where he says his first and last name and she starts laughing because his last name rhymes with her first name. His last name is Moy. Her name is Noy. Um, so she's and a then, Noy Moy. <laughs> and they joke about her, her last name, which I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce, um, doesn't rhyme with Steve. And it was just like a nice moment for the two of them. It was a meet cute. Then we get into the family descriptions. They start noise with this noisy business. <laughs> oh, man. Which the more I hear about it, the less seriously I take it. Noise? It just cracks me up because every time they mention it, we cut to that scene on the roof. And I'm like, this poor girl <laughs> was made to dance without music. And they were like, go, just move. Whatever you want to do. With this party city wig on her head, just <laughs> doing her best to be noisy. <laughs> oh, man. It is then I realized that Noi has a way of speaking that makes me think that she's going to start crying often. Mm-hmm. She, don't, she doesn't always start, but like, I think there's a certain pitch to her voice that I'm like, oh God, it's coming, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm saying mm-hmm because... I can't remember if I said it out loud on the show or to you where I said the way she speaks uh, eh, kind of annoys me, but it is not my place to judge another human being's voice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So between their two descriptions, a pet peeve I have is when these people get married. And this happens at all weddings. When people are standing too far apart at the altar, I'm like, I need you guys to get closer together. <laughs> The photographer shouldn't have to use a wide angle to get you both in, okay? Um, I did enjoy in their family descriptions that they both have these very close relationships with their families. I was like, that's nice. Then Noi does her vows. They're good. She does start crying. Um, He reads his vows. I liked a line in there about the highest of hopes. I was underwhelmed by their vows. It was really short, too. Short and sweet. They're strangers. You know how I feel about the vows. I know. I was going to say right (laughs) up your alley, like you probably gave this two thumbs up. I did. I did. Um, um, I feel like they showed these two weddings last so that Boston Diamond could look good. Because for once, the rings fit. And Noy actually says, that's pretty about her ring. I was like, this is the advertising that Boston Diamond paid for Um, they do have a cute little kiss at the end, but as they walk back down the aisle, they're not even holding hands. I was worried. They're not holding hands. I'm like, that is so strange. So they, you know, they get out there. He says that it couldn't have gone any better. He tells in an interview that he's attracted and he senses chemistry. She says she feels calm when they like doing their one-on-one now that she's met him. They talk about jokes at the altar, and he had gotten her a ring pop, which I thought was cute and funny. What did you think of the ring pop? Mm, no thoughts. Like, if someone <laughs> done it for me, I'd be like, eh <laughs> 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 meant nothing to me. <laughs> the, I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I haven't had a ring pop in, like, 20 years, but they're so cute. Um, Finally, they're, like, when they're in their one-on-one, they finally get around to holding hands. I was very happy. She had a whole thing about how she felt, like, physically ill until she saw him, and then she was good. I feel like that's a good sign. It's a very good sign. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, we're done. They're married. They've met. Now we move on to Alyssa getting ready for her big day. So before you get into Alyssa and her big day, I do want to acknowledge the listener who mentioned and asked us if we noticed the Botox. I don't know how we missed it or how I missed it, but I definitely, definitely saw it this week in so many instances. Like only her mouth was moving, nothing else. Did you notice it? Right. I mean, they start young now. If you watch Vanderpump Rules, they started early. (laughs) Look, like I know people are getting started early, but I thought they were doing like, you know, a little prevention to where you probably can't even tell. Like I have had friends who've told me they had Botox, but I couldn't notice because their face still moved. It's just a little. Maybe you cut them at the end of treatment when it was time to top up. I mean, I'm thinking if you're going to get married, you know, you're getting married, you're going to get some new stuff and top up. Maybe (laughs) after 15 years of my life of watching Real Housewives, I just don't notice Botox anymore. Maybe I think that's how people's faces are supposed to look. I think so. If you watch (laughs) Nicole Kidman for the last how many years? So, we're supposed to believe her friends woke her up, but one of them already has full makeup on. So, and they're going to show us later them getting their makeup done. So, I don't know when they shot this, but once again, they did not wake her up. We show Chris and his friends. These people have already showed us a preview about what is going to happen on this day. So, there's no way to watch Alyssa and Chris unless you have, without the feeling of just dread. And I feel like every word that came out of their mouths was just, (laughs) (laughs) So Chris has an interview where he says he trusts the experts and their analysis, and he feels good about who the person is going to be, and the rewards are a lifelong loving marriage, and there's no risk he wouldn't take to get to that, and inside all of us are just dying. Dying, because we know. And Alyssa is, I want a husband, not a boyfriend. And she's going to have realistic expectations about it, but hopefully her husband is forever. He does a toast with the groomsmen. They talk about Big Spoon and Little Spoon. It felt like they spent a lot of time on the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, but maybe this is just the last one. And I was like, get so with. <laughs> um, while they're, get, they're showing us Alyssa getting ready, they play some country music to go with Alyssa's vibe. There is one bridesmaid who could be Brittany from Vanderpump Rules' twin. Oh, I missed out. We finally get our first gift exchange, but it was kind of odd because one, she starts reading. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, Bravo references here. So she starts reading the note, and then she, like, is about to cry. So she hands it over to the one who looks like Brittany from Vanderpump Rules, and she reads the note. And then she has a, a Candace folded up napkin while her head is leaned back to deal with the tears. (laughs) (laughs) But this is my question. Is Chris the only one who gave a gift or a letter or have they gotten rid of the whole gift exchange thing? I was under the impression that they were making them do that. I always thought they all did it, but if there was nothing they could like find that was like interesting, then they just didn't use it. So I, I think all of them wrote a note and gave a gift. Okay. 
I think for me, I just need the story of why she has a pineapple tattooed on her arm. I really just want to know that. We got, you know, 16 episodes to go, plus unfiltered. I'm sorry, after party. (laughs) You think she's going to go on after party? Maybe we'll find out. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So then her parents come. There's some very intense music about thunder and rapture. I didn't quite get that. And then there's Chris and his mom. They share an emotional moment. She tells him to be happy, and it's all about communication and trust. As he's, like, walking down the aisle, they do a little voiceover, and he says about her parents, you know, they probably don't trust me. They don't know me. It seemed kind of negative. I was like, where did that come from? (laughs) We then get a lot about what Alyssa wants physically. She says she wants tall, tan, scruffy beard, and she goes in on an extended monologue about teeth. I don't know what it is with this season and teeth. (laughs) She she says if she turned the corner and he had snaggled teeth, she'd be walk, like asking if there was a dentist in the room. So Alyssa, you know, finally gets herself, walks down the aisle. He looks happy. She looks very unhappy. And I'm not going to lie. My first thought is it's the teeth. So Alyssa walks down the aisle. And she's telling us that she hopes that she's happy with what she sees. But there's been so much emphasis on looks from her that I, you just know at this point that it can't be good. So they get there. And to Abe's point of there's only one right thing to say when your bride comes up, Chris says, I like your bouquet. <laughs> How is that the first thing <laughs> you tell a person? And then she didn't pick that thing. Production gave it to her. Why are you complimenting the bouquet? And then the second thing is, that's a beautiful dress. So now you're complimenting everything but me (laughs) on there. And then she asks, oh, did you see my shoes? And, you know, they laugh. And they're laughing, but the body language is not laughing at all. Because of her snuggle tooth comment, guys, all I'm looking at is Chris's teeth. I guess they are kind of snuggle toothy and they're not white. They're I don't not think white. they're snaggle toothy. They're just not perfect. And I feel like where I normally watch the show, I feel like the TV is smaller. And now I watch on a bigger TV, and all I see is teeth and how the teeth aren't white. Unless your teeth are blindingly white, I think they look yellow on TV. Yeah, I think there's an in-between. I mean, we've just watched four couples get married. I don't think I noticed this I, color or this I, hue. I, I did on, on one or two. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, fair. Maybe, I, again, I, maybe because I, of all the commentary on teeth. <laughs> you just can't believe how long we're going to talk about. But his teeth are like, I would say they're normal, but they're not the perfect blinding with the braces, with the teeth whitening, with the veneers, teeth that I think she was looking for. It is kind of snuggle toothy. They're kind of like <laughs> inverted triangles. They're like skinny teeth. I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I I really, this is uncomfortable because no one's trying to judge anybody, but it's just like, she said it and that's all I was looking for. I was like, like we watched two episodes, we said nothing about his teeth. All of a sudden it's just like, if I see your teeth, if I do this, and I'm like, oh my God, it's right there. (laughs) Almost like did the producers whisper in her ear? What if his teeth aren't that great? What do you think? (laughs) So 
they do the whole family and friends thing. And then the family and friends tell him that she's a straight shooter and she will have no issues telling him what's on her mind, both the good and the bad. And you'll always be able to tell if something is bothering her, her face would say it all. Um, like right now, because then the camera pans to her face. And they said, you know, they talk about him saying that he's a workaholic and don't be afraid to encourage him to take a break. And Alyssa's like, I won't. <laughs> so I guess she likes a workaholic. Um, speaking of putting things, where do I stop for commercial? Okay. Um, so speaking of putting things in bras, she whips out her vows out from her chest and just kind of rushes through her vows. I thought, what was this on an aid scale? Her vows for you. Um, nothing, no impression made. I just thought, well, she's just rushing through this to get this. But anyway, yay, they kissed and it's sweet. Um, I would like to point out that they all kissed on the lips. I'm very happy with that. I always want them to kiss. I'm happy for you. (laughs) Um, they both step and break glass. And, you know, you know, we always talk about the histories and traditions, which is one of the new... In newer seasons, MAPS has been doing this lately, and I greatly, greatly enjoy this because it's just, it prompts me to find out about things that I know of, but I don't really, like, never looked into. But for those who don't know, it's a Jewish tradition, but they didn't let us know who among them is Jewish and who might have requested it. Do we know? We don't know. I was wondering, which who's, who's of Jewish heritage? Mm. Yeah, but it's meant to symbolize, I mean, there's so many, when I looked it up, there were so many um, reasons for it, but um, the general consensus that I saw was like, it's meant to symbolize the destruction of Jewish temples, and it also shows that it's a moment of reflection and shows that marriage has sorrow as well as joy. Oh, that's deep. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But, um... I wonder if she noticed that he wore the blue suit that he wanted, that she wanted, because she made no comment about that. But Chris <laughs> finds her very attractive. And, you know, they have their first chit chat, which is kind of cool. They talk about last names, her initials being Ace. And again, this was new information to me that she does social media marketing for a construction company. I just thought she rescued dogs. I mean, I assume she wasn't paying bills rescuing dogs. but have we just not understood what anybody does for a living because there are a couple other people we learned what they did for a living this episode and I was like I feel like we're supposed to know that already Mm. but anyway um he compliments her boots again and then she asks if he's ever ridden a horse before and he's like um maybe when I was young and then Chris in his full paw number three he immediately tells her about disc golf no is that a faux paw I just, okay. I think it is because, again, from the outside, her body language was not looking like, I, I receive you, I, I'm taking you in. <laughs> and I don't know that this golfing, when you gauge the situation and see the kind of person, like, you know, this is going to be the thing that wins you over. I go disc golfing. <laughs> she's telling her about himself. He <laughs> can't help it if she's a sourpuss about a normal hobby. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess so. Um, her, <laughs> he keeps telling her. He told her that he was the president of the regional this <laughs> and that and this. And her reaction <laughs> in the confessional is, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So to me, it's a faux pas because it didn't have the the goal that he had in mind. I don't know. I just wouldn't. I'm trying to think of something that is a hobby of mine that I know is not necessarily, quote unquote, the norm. I just wouldn't lead with that. It doesn't mean I'm hiding it or I'm ashamed of it or whatever. I just wouldn't lead with that when I'm in a situation where I'm meeting my bride for the first time and her body language is already not receiving me. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. <laughs> and that was their introduction before we get into the other couples and we'll be right back. And we are back. We are back with Katina and Olajuwon and it's time for them to take their pictures. And she mentions how, you know, she saw that he was about to cry and she was worried that he'll think that she's cold. And he's like, nah, that he was worried that he wasn't sure how she would take an emotional guy. But toxic masculinity, he quickly adds, but don't get me wrong. I ain't no punk. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's either you're emotional or you're, you know, like, own it. <laughs> but he says that, you know, the wedding or the marriage is special to him, that he was a whole different person, but he's going to be honest with her and tell her. So, see, this is another situation where this is a situation, this is an instance where he could have told her, I used to be a playboy, I used to do this, but it's timing. It's like social cues. Like, I'm not going to say that now. Like, you lead with your best foot forward. Definitely. Okay. I'm not even sure what you're supposed to say. I feel like getting too deep or too like into things in the beginning is bad, but I'm like, this golf is relatively, you know, tame. What do you do for a work is just about the most boring question, but that's also what those two talked about. So I don't know. I think it's the audience. Again, if it was Lindsay, all the way tell her that you disc golf. She'd be like, oh my God, you're a nerd or something. <laughs> but you don't tell Alyssa <laughs> who's staring at you with dead eyes, <laughs> judging you from head to toe. And your goal, which he confirms, because I got that impression in which he confirms an after party that he was trying to win her over, is not through disc golfing. (laughs) (laughs) So Katina says, you know, this feels right. She feels good and she feels blessed. Olajuwon is just gushing. I, I don't think we've seen a groom this smitten in a while and he's just like he feels the loyalty he feels the commitment her lips are soft and juicy and he's so vulnerable right i'm like dude she's a human being not a tangerine like what (laughs) so (laughs) he he even asked her he's like i told her if we're kissing too much let me know and then he asked to carry her i'm like wow what a smitten kitten so (laughs) why are you laughing aid I think Olajuwon is funny, and I'm not laughing with him. I'm laughing at him. (laughs) So back to Alyssa and Chris. And he's now talking about his job, his fun job as a real estate agent. And again, not working because Alyssa is is like, you know, he looks like a real estate agent. (laughs) And then she laughs. (laughs) And, you know, it's a... (laughs) I don't know what a real estate agent looks like, but Chris does look like a real estate agent. She's not wrong about that. <laughs> she is not wrong about that. <laughs> so they're taking pictures and they tell Alyssa to rest her head on his shoulder. And she's like, no, I wouldn't do that. She didn't say no. She said, I wouldn't do that. 
Um, she claims that she's not a touchy person anyways. I don't... When people say they're not a touchy person, I mean, I want to believe them, but I always feel like they say it when it's someone they're not into. Exactly. She forgot to do the second part. It was, I'm not a touchy person with people who I don't want to touch. <laughs> so Chris says, you know, I like that she's blonde because it makes my life easier. That so far he sees no red flags. So clearly it's, I'm the only one just seeing like the body language and he sees nothing. I mean, he wouldn't, she wouldn't even let him twirl her. Like that is not even, there's no body contact or anything like at least try. So, I mean, it almost vindicates, you know, Lindsay going off on her and after party, <laughs> the first episode saying you didn't even try. So, um, we get to see Stephen Noy and they're taking their pictures and the camera pans to the flowers. And I chuckle cause of aid, cause aid has said that the, there is too many damn flowers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if those are real, did you guys just have budget to waste? Like, there's too many. <laughs> there were too many. I mean, now I saw it. I didn't see it at first, but now I was like, okay, that's a lot. Noi meets his parents. So she does mention and she tells Steve that she's Laotian and Thai Dam. I also looked up Tidam. I'm telling you, like, maps is giving me, like, you know, history lessons because I didn't know anything about that. There were different definitions, but they said the Tidam people are indigenous to the Black River Valley of what is now northwestern Vietnam. Did you know about the area? A little bit, mainly in the context of the Vietnam War, because they always talk about Laos. And I guess, like, during the Vietnam War, the Vietnamese would cross over into Laos and then back into Vietnam. And I think the Americans would do the same. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't have to apologize. So, Steve takes... I mean, there's no way to react to that. I mean, I think we. Steve is half Asian. I don't exactly know where his dad is from. His dad is Asian. Um, Do we know? I don't think they told us, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, so Noi meets his parents and it's nice, you know, she kisses them on the cheek and it's just a nice vibe. And then we see Noi's brother, Michael, <laughs> and he's talking to her and he's telling her that, you know, I can tell that you made him nervous. And she's like, really? But I think it's cool that they both have brothers with um, out the box hair colors because her brother's hair is like red or pink. Her sister has pink. Her brother's hair is red, and then Steve's brother has that orange-yellow mix <laughs> hair color. <laughs> she tells us that her past and culture are a big deal to her, so it's important that he embraces it. And as she says that, she comes out in the beautiful, beautiful dress in a traditional um, garb, and she has um, something for Steve also to wear. What do you think of her change? I thought her dress was beautiful. So, yes. So, like I mentioned earlier, this is fast becoming one of my favorite things on maps. And maybe one day we might have, like, a Nigerian groom or bride and we have, like, a real culture. So, you guys can have a have a visual of what we talked about in one of our bonus episodes about Nigerian weddings. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's changed into a gorgeous traditional outfit and she brings him the sash similar to what her dad and her brother were wearing. And it's called the Pa Bing. I hope I said it right. So, yeah, they wear it, and he wears it in, and it's reception time. I quite enjoy mass reception time. Do you have any feelings towards that? It, it feels less stressful than everything leading up to it, so I think that's why it, it generally brings good vibes. 
Yeah, that's where everyone lets loose and is like, you, at this point, you've decided if you like them or if you don't. My least favorite thing about them is just, you know, them going to the groomsmen's or the bridesmaids. It's just them when we have the stupid questions going. So, Katina says she was dreading the first dance, but she's feeling mushy and gushy and all the stuff you see in movies. They're dancing and Olajuwon is still thinking he's selling a car and telling her that her life is about to change. and katina tells us that you know she got to feel the structure of his body and it feels like a sculpture even though she said it feels like a sculpting and there's a lot of kissing they kiss a lot and then noi and steve go to the dance floor and you know they're laughing per tradition there is glass clinking and you guys know my pet peeve we're 14 seasons in and there's still people who don't know what it means when you clink on the glass but they let them know what it is, and they do. They just kiss. And they're doing their first dance, and she randomly asks him as they're dancing, how many kids does he want? Um, he's like two, and she's like, she wants three. And he's like, okay, we can make three happen. I want to give a special shout-out to Steve's brother, Jeff, because he's a hottie. Oh, yeah. He is a hottie. And we got, you know, a lot of shots of him, and thank you, cameraman. <laughs> the thing during the wedding is they kept on shooting to the crowd and then telling us who people were. <laughs> I was like, but why do I need to know this? Are they going to appear later? Steve's friend. I'm like, oh, good to know. Maybe you'll be around later. Maybe the friends and family episode, like get acquainted now because it might come in handy. Um, We go back to Lindsay and Mark, who I forgot got married. They just kind of popped up on the screen and they do the glass clink. And Lindsay's like, I don't have a speech. And they're like, no, that's not what it means. It means you have to kiss. <laughs> like, you know, I felt seen because last year we had the same conversation. I didn't know until Tay told me. That's still surprising. So she keeps going on and on. I honestly don't know what she was talking about, but they finally just kiss and get it over with. She tells us that she's excited to know him and hopes that he can keep up with her. She asks him if he's nervous and he says that he's not because they gave him what he wanted and she's like, exactly. That the other brides, and I quote, were like, they want a tall black guy. I don't know who said that. I'm guessing just Katina and Jasmina? Yes. <laughs> because definitely not Elisa. Make of that what you will, guys. <laughs> um, she says, um, you know, they said they want a muscular guy. And then she tells the man that she just met maybe an hour ago that she has seen a lot of naked bodies in her life. And what looks good now doesn't look good at 90. And she's in it for the goods. Goods being good quality and good character. I was like, are you in healthcare? <laughs> I, I was trying to understand why she was so, like, why she had seen, like, you can't say I've seen a lot of naked bodies without giving us an explanation as to why. Um, she's definitely implying that she slept with a lot of people. Oh, okay. Here I was <laughs> trying to trying to help Lindsay out, but she doesn't need me. I was like, no, she, is she in healthcare? She, you remember in the after party episode, she even said, like, I've seen a lot of did she say dicks or penis? I don't know what word she used, but she implied that, that I've seen a lot in my life and blah 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 blah. So <laughs> okay. she's open. But anyways, they have good convo. And I think Mark actually um, nails her down. 
um, in terms of like her personality and says like she's very loud and out there, but that there's a lovable side and he's just looking to see that side of her. And then we get to see that the fuck you, fuck you, fuck you that we saw in the previews was like a fake out because she was talking about something completely unrelated to everything. So, <laughs> But she could chill with the profanity. You know, yeah. she could. She's not going to though. It's Lindsay. Oh, it's Lindsay. It's a defense mechanism for her. So, yeah. I, I did think it was interesting that he... Because he says it again later. I'm looking for the lovable side. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of a strange thing to say to someone who you met that day. I think he's using the wrong words. It's not necessarily lovable, but he's trying to see her without all of all of this loud personality inside. Like, there's a real person out there who's very caring, who's without all the armor and stuff that she has in her. But I don't know. It, lovable was an interesting choice of word. Yeah. So next we have Katina and Olajuwon at their sweetheart table. They know what the banging on the glasses means. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about kids. He says three years. He says I, and then he corrects himself to we got to travel the world. <laughs> He's learning, guys. <laughs> I still have hope. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I have no proof. He's giving me no reason, but you know. <laughs> The fact that he's smitten, I'm I'm actually now ready to be like, okay, Olajuwon, you can you can prove all my shit talking wrong if you'd like to. <laughs> they they have a cooking discussion. He asks her if she knows how to cook. She kind of says no, and he whips his head around. You can't cook. <laughs> and she backtracks like, I can kind of cook. I understand. I feel like me and Katina probably have equal cooking skills. Can we cook things if so pushed to? Yes. Do we enjoy much about it? No. Are we people who cook dinner every night? Definitely not. And he says he doesn't need everything. He just needs effort. Mm. And he says, we're going to have to learn how to cook because that's the only way to survive. I'm guess like, I, I'm like, Elijah one, I guess that means you don't cook. It's, <laughs> I mean, I think the key part of it is that, first of all, he did say we, which is nice, but it's a far cry from what he said at the cookout when he's like, She's going to have to figure it out because I need someone to give me food three (laughs) times a day. So I don't know if it's growth or if it's fake. Who knows? Who knows? We'll all find out together. Next up is Noy and Steve. She starts talking about how she wants to dance and she wants them to have good music for the dance floor. And she asks him about his job. And I like the way that he explains his situation. He's like, well, I worked as a sales engineer And then, you know, there are a round of layoffs and I went on a four month road trip and then we get to her in the interview and she's like, so he's unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) Like long and short of it all is that he ain't got no job. (laughs) But, you know, I, I, I agree with her. I hope she's being genuine because I do agree with her. Like, it sounds like he would figure it out and she's not really concerned about it she says. But I kind of did believe her when she said she wasn't concerned about it. Yeah. I, I, I agree too. I, I, I appreciated the fact that Noi was not playing with her food. Noi was getting into and digging into her food. <laughs> so we go back to Mark and Lindsay. He's having a discussion with her dad and her brother who I just really think are very nice people. And he tells them he didn't think he would meet someone who was as loud and outgoing as her. And he's waiting to see lovable Lindsay again with this lovable Lindsay business. 
I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I actually feel like it's his way of saying that he doesn't like what he's seen so far. I can agree with that. Or either that or this is nice, this is cool, but is there more? And I, I just don't think day one is the right time to ask that question, especially of like her dad and brother. Mm. I know you guys are on the clock, but like give it a day or two before you're like, ah, do you have another side? <laughs> you're right. It would have been a nice question if he was a guest and after party to be like, when you say lovable, what did you mean? Yeah. So he tells them that his dad passed away and they give condolences and he says he has no brothers or sisters and her brother says, you do now. Um, He said one of the things that he wanted to do that they wouldn't let him do because he's married at first sight is call and ask for permission. And her dad is immediately like, you have our permission. And then they hug and it was so nice. He was. He was. Okay. Somehow, I think it was something through Lindsay said. We now what what situate is. Situate must be like a neighborhood or a town. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Because <laughs> in After Party, in episode one, which you can find on our Patreon, Lindsay says something about moving to situate. And I was like, what is moving to situate? And we thought it was like <laughs> a slang or something. <laughs> But now we know. I can't remember. I think Lindsay says something about Situate again. Or you know what? I'm sorry. This is Alyssa. And Alyssa says that she lives in Situate. Yeah. Alyssa is already saying in an interview, he says he wants more PDA. And that's something that he needs. And she is saying that she doesn't know if it's forever. No, it's like if you were saying in interviews you don't know if it's forever at the wedding. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> Why would they even put an affectionate guy with someone that's allegedly not an affectionate person? The, here we go again. So we move on to Jasmina and Michael. So the glasses thing, they seem to know it too. They sure do. So, so they try to go in for a kiss, and he has to take out his gum, and he's he says he's trying to get ready. It was. Jasmine and Michael are very cute. Hmm. Um, she's he says in an interview that she's into things that he's things that he's not into, but he does turns it into a positive thing, and I was like, okay, you're you're doing great. They start talking about what time they get up. Is activating it. Sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> so Michael says that he wakes up at four in the morning like a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to go work out. And that he's home by 7.30. He does specify multiple times that this is Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem too happy with the schedule. And no, then she no. started, like, I don't know if it's a voiceover or an interview, but she starts talking about emotionally unavailable. And I was like, what does that have to do with having a rigid schedule? What are you people trying to pull here? <laughs> Speaking of how this episode is like just moving quickly and kind of disjointed, we then next get a series of people trying to cut their cake. Sorry to go back, but Jasmina is still such a hard read for me. I know it's just three episodes, but I honestly, at this moment, can't tell where she stands. I can't either, but she does seem to smile and laugh a lot. Yeah. 
They go into people cutting their cakes or trying to cut their cakes. We start with Mark and Lindsay. She's like, it's fondant. Go hard. (laughs) And she's like, apparently it's stale. I was like, thank God they don't have a cake sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Steve says no smashing. Smart man. O is so excited about carrot cake. I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Slicing it. He's like, it's carrot cake. I'm like, I feel that way about carrot cake too. Katina and Olajuwon do smear, and I think that's pretty appropriate for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Katina sits down with the groomsmen. Who, um, she tells them that she likes pools, hookah, all that, but that she is, you know, done with the party lifestyle. She says that she's a retirement counselor for the state, and she mentions that Olajuwon works for the state, and she's like, I retire you. It's funny. <laughs> that's cute. Somehow she has converted his name to Elijah. (laughs) So I thought she said Elijah because I actually rewound, but my caption (laughs) said it was Elijah. But I was like, that doesn't sound like Elijah. I'm hearing Elijah. (laughs) So I don't understand. This is going to be just the beginning of friends saying things that I'm just very confused by. If you're trying to get this person to to like your friend. Mm-hmm. His friend has this whole thing about how she's going to have to explain things three times because he won't get it the first time. And then maybe after the third time, he'll tell you how he actually feels about it. It sounded like a very complicated way to communicate. He, the friend talks about patience is huge. <laughs> Katina in the interview is like, patience is going to be huge for me too. Hey, it's not one-sided. She talks about, his friends also say, like, he's going to try to get the best out of you. He's going to try to mold you in the lady he wants to be. And I was like, this doesn't. Does not sound good. (laughs) And I'm like, these are your friends. These are the people on your side. Mm. Olajuwon sits down with her mom, Beverly. And we find out that his dad is Nigerian. Yeah. Um, Beverly asked where his name come from and he said his mom, a little Irish lady came up with it, but then he said his father is Nigerian. So I was like, so she went through the list of Nigerian names and that's the one she picked. Okay. But okay. Going back, did you think it was rude that the mom was like, who came up with that? Of course it was rude, but this is, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm desensitized to that kind of rudeness because I've been hearing that nonsense my whole life. Hmm. Like, who came up with that? Like, what if someone says, what is Katina? Why are you missing an R? I didn't I mean, think it was rich. Rich <laughs> for someone to say you came up with that after you named your daughter Katina. <laughs> so, anyways, I, again, like you said, interesting to say why he said his mom came up with it, knowing that there's a famous basketball player named that. But my question is, are we ever going to know why his mom is not around? Or are we just not going to mention it? I guess we're not going to mention it. I mean, you could easily say she doesn't want to film. But I I think we're at the point where I don't know. Well, he said he's close to his mom, right? I was going to say if they had a bad relationship or if she just doesn't want to film. Because you could say, I mean, Johnny said that about his dad. His dad didn't want to film. So I don't understand why there's not even a mention at all. I feel like if maybe she couldn't make it because we're not sure if he's from Boston. So maybe sometime in the middle of the season, maybe we'll meet his mom. I don't think so. She blurred out. We she was blurred out in the picture, so I'm assuming that she doesn't want to even be a part of it. If you don't want to show up in a picture, I don't know why you show up in person. 
Okay. Um, his, his, her mom asked a large one, what are your intentions towards my daughter? I find this question always very stupid. Every season I say it. It's pointless. What, what do you think they're going to say? I have intentions to break their heart and cheat on them and treat them like trash. Like, I mean, I agreed to marry a stranger on TV. I know the right answers. Like, I will give you the right answers. Will those play out? We'll all see together. <laughs> he did use Tane's favorite word. I'm going to be vulnerable. <laughs> we find out because he tells us. Yeah, I have ADHD. And her mom is like, are you on meds? And he's like, yeah, I have medication. I did not. You know, the more I think about this, the more I'm like, I didn't really like her mother. No. But that's because I don't think she liked Olajuwon. <laughs> but she was kind enough not to actually say it, you know, explicitly. <laughs> but I don't think she was a fan. These shady editors, they do this... <laughs> I've never seen this on maps before, but it cracked me up. So we start with Elajuwon talking, and as he did with Katina, he's talking to too much. And they do this thing where they have different boxes. They do this thing where they have different boxes. And by the time we're up to five boxes, I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be nine boxes total on the screen, and they're going to do four more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elajuwon's is like a kid bouncing off the walls. He just can't stop. It's almost like you can hear him telling himself to stop, but he's like, I just physically can't. Just let me keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, He makes a mistake about calling her Katrina. Her mom giving him a death stare and saying, Katina. <laughs> he says he's an honest man. There's all this talking. He does say that he had the highest GPA on his football team. I'm like, is that a good thing? That's <laughs> a stereotype about football teams. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, was it the football team at Harvard or was it the football team somewhere else? Well, he went to school with Jeff D, so it was a school in New York or Boston. I can't remember. All right. And I think so- we, know, we know the college. <laughs> So next we have Jasmina meeting Michael's sisters. Beautiful, beautiful moment. They yeah. talk about losing their mom and they say they're wearing a pin for her. I, I believe it's the breast cancer pin, the pink ribbon. Mm-hmm. So they say that they have a pin for Jasmina. And I'm, this is where I'm like, Jasmina isn't cold because she's very emotional as she receives the pin. And in the interview, she says it means a lot to her and it really comes through. Yeah. It was the first time we saw emotion from her like we knew where she stood like it was genuine and I think all his sisters look so pretty I liked all their dresses like all the colors complemented each other but do you think they were asked to stand that far apart I didn't understand why they were standing that far apart like we were way past the point of COVID we just had a wedding and a family picture like I I didn't get it probably where they asked them to stand for filming or whatever because it is hard to film two people talking to each other when they're standing and their body orientation isn't quite right. I mean, I guess. So Mike meets with her mom and her stepdad. Her mom asks, what are your intentions towards my daughter? Her mom says that she just needs someone who is vulnerable. <laughs> I just can't deal with that word anymore. I feel like we got a lot more patience than vulnerable. <laughs> it was neck and neck, but we got a lot of patience this episode. 
I can't remember if it was her mom or her stepdad who said, we don't like a weak mind in this family. <laughs> At the same time, don't bully her. <laughs> it was the dad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love that line because it's so true. We don't. <laughs> it's good to stay up front. We don't like weak people in this place. <laughs> stepdad gives some marriage advice about, you know, there are trick questions. <laughs> it was nice. Um, and her mom says he's speaking from experience. Um, Jasmina's mom tells Michael that she likes communication. The fact that they've said this so many times, this is going to be an issue, I believe. Michael is going to shut down and she's going to want communication. Probably or not. <laughs> <laughs> you never can tell. All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we're back. So Chris meets with Alyssa's mom. I would just like to say that her mom, keeping with tradition, her mom makes her sound kind of terrible. Um, <laughs> her mom is like, when she's upset, give her space, let her rant and rave, and I think you guys will be okay. And Chris says that he takes orders very well. Um... He says in an interview that Alyssa strikes him as a driven, successful person, and it doesn't hurt that she's beautiful. And her mom says that she's been looking forward to this for a long time. But, yeah, her mom just, I mean, if you know your child, you know your child, but <laughs> this is part of the theme. I think she was sweet. I think she was just trying to be PC about it all. <laughs> I mean, what is a good PC way to describe your child as a shrew? Because that's what I like. <laughs> that's what I mean. And this is before, you know, a lot of other things that happened. But I was just like, you're not making your daughter sound that great. Yeah. So Alyssa meets up with the, uh, Chris's groomsmen and they ask her her first impression. And she kind of stalls and says, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I felt a kind of vibe from him. One of his friends already makes a face like, oh, man, wrong answer. And then they tell him, they tell her that he's naturally a teacher. And if he comes up as condescending, it's coming from a good place. How is this the thing to tell someone <laughs> who just met him for the first time? And you say you are a friend. Very strange. They continue and say, and they say, when Chris gets overbearing on things that you have no interest in, just change the subject because he likes to go on a monologue again. We have not heard anything positive. Don't be afraid to stick to your guns, even when he says you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I'm like, these are these. Who needs enemies with friends like these? <laughs> Do you think they already just didn't like her and were trying to sabotage it? <laughs> no. What they said was not good, but it was not any worse than what I feel like a lot of. I don't understand how this keeps on happening on the show. I feel like this happens all the time. They ask the groomsmen of the bridesmaids about the bride and groom, and they just list all this stuff that you're like, why would you say all that negative stuff? Mm-mm. So anyways, we move on to party time, and we get a montage of the, you know, the various brides and grooms throwing the bouquet, getting the corsage. It seemed fun. A lot of one just goes straight into stripper mode. How are you getting... <laughs> I said the corsage. That's not what it is. What is it? Um, the bouquet. No, 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 not the bouquet. The, the garter. One the, 
the garter. I said, I'm sorry, guys. It's not the prom. I'm getting the garter. Olajuwon is trying to get the garter, but somehow his shirt is off and he's dancing on top of her, pelvis thrusting, doing all of the things. Katina's mom is done. She's in the corner just like... <laughs> Like, I don't know who they gave my daughter to, but I do not approve. So it's time for the sex talk. Lindsay tells her friends that she's not having sex the first night. And the um, one of Mark's friends, she's talking with Mark's friends, actually, the um, women. And one of them mentions that, you know, he's Mark the Shark, and that's the only way that I know him. And Lindsay is like, oh, his ring was big, so that's good. So we're not done with the dick jokes, Aid. <laughs> so... <laughs> Alyssa's friends tell Chris that, you know, she doesn't go for nice guys, so she's out of her comfort zone. I do want to add that Alyssa's friends are very high on the vocal fry. Um, for those who don't know what vocal fry is, I don't know how to... Do you know how to define it? I can only, like, <laughs> give an example. Um, it's, it's like where you put your emphasis. So a vocal fry, the emphasis is at the end, so there's an uptick at the end of every statement or sentence or something. Like, she doesn't go for nice guys, but you guys are going to get along. That's <laughs> basically what I don't know. So Chris, who I don't think has a sense of self, and he's always trying to adapt to whatever situation he's in, tells them that, you know, they, they've met his friends and that he has the edge that they have. And quite frankly, he's an asshole. Again, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to repeat myself, but what are you trying to do here, guy? <laughs> like, you're supposed to have your best food forward, but... This is new, and I can't recall someone describing themselves as an asshole at their wedding. I don't, I don't know. And I'm you, like, do you not think it's a negative? Is that why you said it? Well, I don't know what's worse, because the friends are like, okay, good. <laughs> so... What the hell? His goal was achieved. I don't know. <laughs> so he asked, which he asked his um her mom too. Do you think she likes me? And they say yes, that she does. That she requires a bit of work and patience, and she doesn't like to cuddle. That she might be standoffish, but don't take it personally. And now, the friends this this episode are not no favors. So we move on to Noi and Noi's brother is asking Steve what's going to happen tonight. Um, strange much? Awkward much? I was like, in what universe is your brother, the person that they assigned to have this conversation with Steve? Of all of the people. They could have gotten uh, Steve's brother, the one with the yellow hair. Give him some airtime. Um, Steve says, nothing's going to happen. And then he tells Steve, like, you know, she's not the chaser. I'm like, oh, my God, we're having a conversation with her brother. <laughs> and they're talking about her sexually. So um, we see Katina. Katina is with her friends and says that, you know, she can't believe she's a wife now. And her last name is Dickerson. And then they use his last name as a segue. Speaking of Dickerson. <laughs> and then... They're like, he got a lot of body yaddy yaddy going. And then Katina's like, I can't wait to see his tattoos. But then she tells them that, you know, they're not having sex tonight, that she just wants a deep conversation. I, I'm not buying it, but <laughs> we'll go along with it. <laughs> I like that she has goals for herself. She's like, but I set up a plan before I met him, but I'm sticking with the plan. <laughs> they ask her hypothetically how long does she think it'll be before they have sex? And she's like, a month? 
I'm saying it now that I think they'll be the first to have sex. So I, I, I don't, don't think that's a, a, a weird, a weird. <laughs> yeah, they, they're definitely candidates. Yeah. So Olajuwon is saying to his friends, this is someone who told us that, you know, he's about to deep connection and he's not going to have sex, that, you know, he wants to get to know his wife. But now he's telling his groomsmen, saying, like, if she lets me, you know, he will. And he keeps going on about getting into it, that he's going to flip her, get her to do anything that she wants to do. He didn't lift her up for nothing, that he was, you know, trying to give her a a preview um, Paul Ajawan doesn't know that Katina's like, I'm boring in bed. I don't like to be freaky, so I don't know. <laughs> and she time. wants a month. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then her friends are telling her, like, he's going to put his face in it. So that's that. I think that was fun. That was a fun segment. Um, Lindsay said, I do not remember what Lindsay's last name was, but she did say that her last name has decreased by 50%. <laughs> I think I just find anything she says funny. Lindsay's <laughs> so entertaining. And I'm very glad she's on this show for my entertainment. <laughs> um, Lindsay seems sloshed because this is like the end of the wedding and they show each of them leaving. Some run through fireworks. Um, Chris and Alyssa leave behind in the, the behind of a truck, I guess, to be quote unquote country. So when they walked out, did you notice that Chris was like two steps back from her? It was so strange. <laughs> No, I didn't. This is just at this point, you know, we're still waiting for because I'm like, when does whatever happen? When does whatever happen? So I'm still waiting for that. I mean, that build up, wondering what's happening. Um, Steve and Noy leave in a chariot, actually. Um, they all get to their rooms, they all carry their wives into the rooms, and there's even more alcohol in the rooms. Good on Lindsay for drinking water. She's like, I've had enough. <laughs> Self-awareness. Um, Steve has to help Noi get her clothes off because they're kind of pinned, um, on her. And Steve tells us that there were certain times during the day that he saw a look in her eyes, but no rush. And Noi tells the camera, listen, I'm more tired than self-conscious. Like, so So Lindsay says once she's comfortable, she can go back to sleeping in the nude. But for now she's in her PJs. Mark says Lindsay's the kind of person to be like, Hey, it's 4am. You want to jump on the bed? (laughs) He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, Jasmina keeps showing us her funny side because um, um, Michael gives her a rose and then she runs to her side and gets a rose too and hands it back to him. It was like a rose exchange and it was just funny. So... Michael says that he's attracted to a woman who doesn't take herself seriously, but he doesn't know where the night will go. So he's open. Kitina says she's not nervous to be naked in front of her husband because he has to take her for what she is now that they're married. Olajuwon jumps on the bed in his underwear, and Olajuwon did not have the decency to get new underwear to wear for his wedding night. His underwear was janky. It looked like it was washed many times. There were stains on there. There were. I was like, "What?" Of all the things, like you know, you present yourself well, and this is how you are underneath it all. Ill. I was like, "Is that a pattern?" No, that is some stain of unknown origin on your. Anyway, sorry, it bothered me deeply. I think he just washed it too many times that he had bleach stains on it. Oh. That's what I think it is, and I'm just like, you could have done better. And the fact it, it didn't even fit. They 
weren't boxers. There were boxer briefs, but they were loose, meaning they've washed it way too many times. Like, just find your underwear for your wedding day. <laughs> this is what happens if you aren't, like, paying attention to details. You're going to have us analyzing your underwear. <laughs> So um, he carries her again. Like, Katina actually looks really cute going to bed. Um, Mark and Lindsay cuddle, but the cuddle is weird because Mark looks like he's, like, engulfing her. Um, Jasmine and Mark, Mike also cuddle, and Olajuwon and Katina are making out. We'll see what happens in the morning. <laughs> um, all this is going on. Everyone is enjoying their spouse, but poor Chris is just sitting out in the lobby or something just waiting for her and we see Alyssa complaining to her producer about how she hates condescending and pushy and his friend straight up told her then she says that in the elevator he said I'm just Alyssa's side piece and she's like ugh I don't maybe you can help me aid I don't understand why that was a thing like obviously it was a joke when you are determined to be offended you'll find it I just, he, he, <laughs> we'll talk about, let me just, <laughs> he, she continues that he's immature. He wouldn't normally be her type. She starts tearing up and then she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get upset. I don't want this on camera. And then she's like, we are so different and I don't feel comfortable sleeping in the same room as him. This bothered me because you're making it out to seem like he's some dangerous person that's going to hurt you. If you sleep in the same room, like, you're different, okay? Put a pillow in between you guys. It just, it was a lot of, um... I think for us, the viewer, it's, like, hard because we've watched this over and over again, and I, I've watched so many seasons, and I just don't recall anybody not being willing to, like, spend the night in the room, no matter how awkward it was or weird it was or yeah. how not into each other we could even see. So I was just like, what are you doing? Have you watched the show before? Considering all the things that she said, that she was going to be realistic, that she was going to try, that physically didn't have to be, and then this, it was just not cool. So she says physically, she does not see one characteristic that she asked for. So what does she do? Does she tell him? The producer is like, okay, yes, you have to sit and talk to him. He has no idea what's happening. I'm like, oh my God. I don't think I could go through being a producer on a reality show. It just feels <laughs> smarmy. <laughs> um, I feel so bad for Chris. I'm going to say this over and over again, but I feel so bad for him because no matter what happens, even if they make it up, this will forever be the memory of your wedding day or your wedding night, just sitting out in the lobby. Um, she comes out and then apologizes for making him sit there and tells him that there's some things that have been said that don't sit right with her. She doesn't even have the decency to tell him what it is. Chris is like, um, I don't know what it is, but I had a good day and I'm sorry if I did anything. And, you know, what do you want to do? She's like, let's get some sleep. And he asks, like, I mean, is there anything you want to know? And she goes, no. And I'm just, I, I feel so bad. It's just a terrible, terrible way to start. It's unfair for her not to give him a chance on his side. It's unfair for her to just take what the friend said and ran. It's unfair for her not to even, like, try. But I didn't... <clears throat> I mean, um, After Party was, you know, provided more information. But I just didn't ever believe anything she was saying. 
No. I felt like from the moment she walked down the aisle, she wasn't into him. And she wasn't one of those people who's willing to just go along to get along for at least a little while. She's like, let me just get started early. Coming up with reasons why I don't like him. <laughs> when I really just think she wasn't attracted to him. Yeah. And like someone tweeted and was like, if he was physically her type, she would have gone along with it. And I'm like, oh, that's just stuff we can work through. But because he wasn't physically her type, she's just, you know. Being an asshole, quite frankly. It did, like, a part of me feels bad labeling her an asshole, but she did kind of seem like an asshole. Um, I think she was, a, I don't feel bad. I think she was an asshole because it's absolutely your right not to find him attractive. It's also a risk that you take when you decide to go on the show. I think people miss that part. I don't know why, again, after 14 seasons, it's not like it's the third season and you don't know what this is about and it's on FYI. It's on Lifetime. And we all know what is going on. <laughs> so you know that it's a risk. If you know that you're not willing to take that chance that, hey, they might give me someone I don't want, don't do it. So you come on there, and then even if this is going and you say you want to trust the process, the least you could have done was just power through it for the night. Oh, I'm not comfortable. Put a pillow. We've had a couple, I don't know, I guess the suite is not large enough this time. Well, someone slept on the couch while someone slept on the bed or whatever. So you can make it work. Like you could have done that, but you just said, I can't be with that. I can't be with him in the room. I can't. And then you didn't even tell him what he did. And the thing without not giving information, when someone doesn't know something, you make up stuff in your head and that's torture. That man didn't sleep. He was lying awake all night. Was being like, was it this thing that I said? Oh, wait, did I touch her this way? What did I do? So that's why she's an asshole. So anyways, we see a preview. And this season looks good. <laughs> it's so funny because the preview, you're just like, oh my gosh, these couples are going to work out. Mm-hmm. Like everybody seemed to have these amazing moments. And then it gets further along and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> they're all doomed. <laughs> Although I will say with Alyssa and Chris, I after the preview, I was like, I wonder how many episodes they're actually going to make it. <laughs> huh. Okay, so do you, oh. You know, it's funny, like, as much as I think, like, it's not fair and, you know, all that, I don't want them to be off the show. I I mean, based on how they started, I'm just not sure how long she will make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before I, they're just like, this is not happening. We're, maybe they'll keep on filming or something, but <laughs> let's see if they ever even move in together. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know they showed a preview where she's like, this is all I needed, a day to be happy. And Well, maybe it was without Chris. <laughs> that was the honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but maybe it was without him, so <laughs> who knows. All right, Tane, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Stephen Noy. They just gave me all the feels, and it was just nice watching them together, and Steve is hot, so she took the unemployment well. Their whole package, I just learned a lot through them, and it was just they were just nice to look at. Who has yours? Noy and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> because they, you're right. They gave us all the good feels. They gave us all the good feels. I'm like, you know, much like I did, you know, with Bao and Johnny, because that worked out real great for me last year. <laughs> I'm just like, I hope you guys work out. I feel the same way about Jasmina and Michael. I'm like, I feel like you guys can do this. But now I feel that way about Olajuwon and Katina. <laughs> Who has your burnt ashes? I mean. 
you should know by now that it goes to Elisa the asshole. Elisa the asshole. Um, yes. Okay, I'll let you have her. Um, that's yours. Mine actually goes for, to Mark because I want to see the more lovable side really bothered me. If he had said it once, I might have been like, huh. But he said it two times, once to her and once to her dad and her brother. And I'm like, you. I don't know what you're asking for here. You literally just met her. And I know <laughs> she's a lot. But you, how can you be asking to see another side of a person who you just met? <laughs> he wants it all. He's been waiting four years, aid. <laughs> I, I will say overall, I'm actually looking forward to this season. I, I really like these people for the most part. I am. I'm interesting to see what their dynamic is. Oh, can I just say that I thought your ashes was going to go to Katina's mom? <laughs> it should have. <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> the one my mother gave me. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for this week. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Please give us a five star if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts. And also now available on Spotify. You can give us five stars. And we hope to see you next week. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.